This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. And we have questions from um, Chris Johnson coming in on YouTube. He said, would you have taken a flyer on Sue given the unknown with Kinlaw and Armstead's injuries? I would have, yes. And I know, Zane, I know you, you had some issues maybe with his character. For me, with Sue, even if he, even if he is still a character thing, I, I think you come in, one, it's only for a half a season and then a playoff run. And I think the Niners have a good enough structure, a good enough locker room, good enough pieces, good enough leaders where that wouldn't have been an issue. And I think you put things in in the contract where if it is an issue, they can just boot them anyway. Again, it's not, you're going to have anything. I I would doubt he's getting anything guaranteed. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I don't think it would have been an issue. And I would have taken a flyer on him because like Matt said, and like we've been saying that the the Niners are all in. So if you are all in and you're not sure Kinlaw is going to come back, I heard that they said they expect him back, but you don't know what he's going to be. He's had knee issues forever. I would have, I would have done it. Worst case scenario, you have Kinlaw and Sue, <laughs> you know? So I, personally for me, I, I I would have taken the flyer, but maybe they weren't in on it. You know, the Eagle, I think it's a great pickup for the Eagles. They got, again, they got kind of housed in the run game on Monday night and they go out. I think they send Linville Joseph too, and then they get him and Sue and, and they addressed it. Eagles are going to be a problem, I think, going forward. I think they're a really good team. Um, So it's good. Yeah. But for me personally, I, I would have taken the flyer. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because they did try to put the waiver claim in for Jerry Tillery, the the Chargers D tackle that was recently waived or uh, released. So they did try to upgrade that position a little bit, but I was so I wasn't necessarily against the Endomican Sue signing or a potential signing. I, I just I just have my questions about it. Anytime mm-hmm. you can add a player that caliber, like he had six sacks in his last full season, right? Which is pretty impressive at, at his advanced age, 34, 35 years old. So especially being not an every down guy, they wouldn't even play every single down. So I think that I can see the fit and I, and I really do think that he would make a difference if had they signed him. But I think that a lot of people are, are ignoring the fact that this guy did have issues and this guy was a problem in several locker rooms. And, and he famously in Detroit had all of those issues over there, both on the field and in the locker room. And then in Miami, I actually just tweeted out an article today in Miami. He admitted himself that he had a terrible attitude that was affecting himself and the team. So do you really want the potential for that? And on top of that, he takes stupid penalties because he does dumb stuff on the field. So are the Niners, number one, good enough to overcome that dumb stuff on the field? They have enough penalties as it is that they are disciplined about. And the second thing is, is that, yeah, like it is a, it is a risk and reward sort of thing where he might be a good citizen because he's chasing a ring and, that, and that's totally reasonable. He may have learned from his past mistakes and, and changed. I think that's totally reasonable. But I think that, it was a, a risk reward thing for the team. And they decided that they didn't want to, they didn't want to take the risk for whatever reason. And, and Kyle talked about them looking into it. So they did look into it, which I think is a good move by them. It's prudent, but ultimately the team decided, not me, the team decided that it wasn't worth the risk. 
So John Lynch was just on uh, Tolbert and Copes, and he said, we talked to him, Sue, last year, and we talked to him earlier this year, and it just never came to fruition. I think ultimately it sounds like he really sought the Eagles as a place he wanted to be, and you can't and you can't get them all. He's a good football player who's on the back end of his career, but I'm sure he'll help them in a good pickup for the Eagles. So that's what Lynch had to say about it. And the, look, the Eagles, I think, are going to be a team that the Niners are going to absolutely – See, I do. Because I think I think the Niners, okay, I've been saying this. I know I bitch about them constantly. But when they get in the playoffs, I think they are one of the last teams you want to see because they're physical. They play good defense. They have playmakers. They've, they've I know they've, they haven't finished a deal, but they do find a way to win playoff games. They have won four playoff games in the two years that they've been there. So I think when they get there, the Eagles, I don't worry. I know the Vikings keep winning. I think the Niners match up pretty well with the Vikings. The other teams, I don't know. I'm as I'm as worried about in the NFC. The Bucks can scare me a little bit, but the Eagles are the team that I think. I think if the Niners do what they're capable of, and the Eagles do what they're capable of, I think the Eagles are the team that the Niners will ultimately have to get through. Um, and look, they're, they they got they, they got a great squad. They have a really great squad, and if Hurts keeps doing what he's doing, but you know, look, it's a good pickup for them. I think the Niners' defense is is nothing to sleep at. Obviously, if the corners can can hold up, opposite of Ward going to be okay man so it'll be fun to see i i do see thinking of an eagles niners nfc championship with those two squads i don't want to get ahead of myself and you know me i'm a, I'm a wet blanket i don't think it's going to happen anyway but you heard it, it here it, first al sacco predicts eagles I'm, I'm niners not. championship game i just look at those two teams and i think like the bucks will always scare me because they're they're the bucks there's tons of talent yeah. right you know brady's there you can not you can never I think of the Niners matching up with other teams when it comes to playoff time. The Eagles scare me. The Bucks scare me. I don't know that anybody else really scares me. Yeah, Yeah, I I think Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Dallas seems to kind of always get in their own way somehow. Yeah. Um, Does Dallas's front scare me? Yeah, but. the Vikings well, can I mean, go 16 and one and they wouldn't scare me. They would, they won't. Yeah. Like the, the other thing we have to remember is that when we talk about other defenses facing the 49ers offense, like, no, there's no defense that wants to be run at like 40 times a game. Nobody right. wants that, especially nowadays right. with like, we just talked about it, right. With smaller fronts, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be run at 35, 40 times a game. And I feel like if the 49ers can execute that sort of game plan, not necessarily 40 runs a game, but run it 30 plus times at a team, it wears on you. It wears you down. And despite the fact that they didn't get too much until Elijah Mitchell played against the Chargers and the Chargers had a bad run defense, they were mm-hmm. eventually able to wear them down. Elijah Mitchell had almost 100 yards. So that's the type of thing that wins when it comes to January and February football. And oftentimes it's one or two plays. And the Niners, you can argue, have been one or two plays away from having two more Super Bowls, three if you count with the Harbaugh years. But we won't talk about that. Yeah, and and we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, lot of, lot of season left. You know, there's there's a big second half coming, and and they have a big division game, regardless of whether it's Colt McCoy or or the Cardinals' third string, string quarterback. They have a big division game coming up, and we'll talk about that later in the week. Um, probably release something. Maybe maybe Monday morning we'll release something. Who knows? Who knows what's going to come out for our preview show? We'll see. But until then, Zane, look, it's there are again a lot of things to be positive about for the team. We'll see where they go. From from here, I don't know. I, I do feel positive about a playoff run. 
I'm not going to allow myself to say that, <laughs> but I, I feel positive about what's going to happen the next day game. So they got to, they got to, they got to sweep the division. You have to, yeah. like you have to win both games against Arizona. You have to win now that game in Seattle. It may very well be for the, I mean, it's not the last game of the season, but it may very well be for control of the division. And yeah. I freaking hate that. Cause I hate when they go up there and play, it's going to be rainy. It's going to be cold. Their stupid fans are going to be loud and drunk idiots. <laughs> like they always are. And they, it's just, it's just, they, they rarely went up there. The last time they won was when Jimmy won up there. Actually, well, they had a lead last year and they kind of blew it, but. Yeah, that, 2019, game, right? Yeah. They had a lead yeah, last year. Yeah. That, that fake punt last year kind of turned the tide, but they were, they were dominating last year. So I think that they, they can, but man, I, I don't want it to come down to that. And I, I have a bad feeling that it will, but the Niners are going to take care of business, right? That's what we're going to say. Can't wait. Can't wait, baby. <laughs> Let's also, go. Al, before before we get out of here, uh, I, I did want to kind of get your thoughts on uh, this whole Trent Williams thing and the whole oh, tipping, the stand? the, <laughs> the tipping stance thing. It's the it was the talk of 49ers Twitter for like a solid twenty four hours. Wow. National guys got involved, former players got involved, and I'm like, are you kidding me? So I'm for those of you who don't know, like I'm a former pitcher, right? Like I, I was a pitcher in college, right? So there was so much on like. You don't want to tip your pitches. You don't want to shrug your shoulder the wrong way. Or like, I remember way back in the day, Greg Maddox was tipping pitches because you know how you have your finger out of the glove, like mm-hmm. when you're, when you're, when you're pitching and stuff. So he was lifting his finger off of his glove when he was throwing a curveball, and he gave up like two or three hits in a row. And then somebody told him, and then he stopped doing that. And then the rest of the game, he was fine. So in baseball, it's very much a thing because you can control pitcher versus batter. You can control that interaction because it's one-on-one. But when you're talking about football, there's all sorts of tells that happen that guys that guys do, and it doesn't matter. Emmanuel Acho kind of broke it down. He had like there's there's seven different steps that a defender has to go through on every single play, and you looking for a tell is one of those things that falls so far down the totem pole that you it doesn't even matter at that point. I I like to I tweet often just because you know I I do content and I just kind of want to keep you know. One, I like to share cool things with the fans and like like to put stuff out there. When I have a thought, sometimes I just tweet it about football because I'm always thinking about football. But other than that, I, I don't spend a ton of time on, on Twitter. Um, I, I just, yeah. So that's I guess that's my answer to that. I, I did see that some things go through with it. I paid almost, I'll be honest with you, I can't speak on it because I paid almost no attention to it whatsoever. So I, I don't know. <laughs> if Trent Williams is tipping things, he's had a really good career. He should keep doing it. Yeah, so, I I, I, there's so many people that came out and they said that it didn't even matter if he was tipping things because he's he's been having a really successful and really good season despite that. So I don't. Yeah, no, it's, it's just cool. Funny. Look, if somebody saw something and it's about. I, I love the discussion. I love the discussion. I'm not one of those people yeah. who knocks people for saying something or whatever. Like, great, it's a discussion. It's content. Great, let's talk about it. And it, I guess it, it started a lot of conversation. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm all for that stuff, but I just personally, I, I didn't. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I just, I'm not for going back and forth with former players and former offensive linemen, guys who've done this for their entire career, literally they're living and they've done it in their entire lives and they know what they're talking about. It's like, all right, at some point, you, number one, you got to take the L and the other, the other thing is that like, we got to be respectful of their opinions. I feel like the Twitter has become this space where everybody's just an expert all the time. And it's like, well, Hey, oh, I show. have, yeah, like it's, it's a, it's a cesspool. Like I, 
I have watched uh, brain surgery online, so therefore I'm a brain surgeon because I've seen it on YouTube. <laughs> You're doing right? the wrong thing, man. You, I, I saw it on YouTube. You have, you have to do 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 this thing. Yeah, again, I, I didn't really pay much attention to it. I'm, I'm all for starting conversation, but it is just a general thing of Twitter. Yeah, it is literally people will like argue with expert people who are actually experts, and people were like, "Yeah, well, this is what I think," and you're wrong, and you're like. Oh literally been doing this for 20 years i'm not wrong but yeah it's it's a total cesspool i heard it's going to blow up anyway right it's going to shut down so maybe the oh man my thoughts on on elon so here's here's the thing we're not we're not a a podcast or anything this is just my opinion this doesn't reflect the opinions of this podcast but my day job is in tech right this is what i've been doing for my entire career so a decade and a half that i've been doing this and for the last decade at the management level so for me to see what Elon has done to Twitter, he is a punchline in the in the tech community, right? And and people may not agree with this, but my particular company that I work for, we never do anything that he does. We don't ever look at Elon Musk and be like, hey, we should do what Elon Musk does. Instead, it's like, hey, we should not do what Elon Musk does. We should do the opposite. So all of this stuff that he's doing and all of the, hey, he's really cleaning out and all this stuff. No, man, that's not the case. The entire tech community, at least in the Bay Area, is looking at this and pointing and laughing and saying, wow, what a freaking clown show. And I feel really bad for the people at Twitter. And I feel really bad for the people that have been laid off. So I hope those people land on their feet. All I knew about him is that he had a, he has a spaceship and he bought Twitter. Those are the only things I know about the guy. Can he do something with a spaceship? Yeah, SpaceX, which is great. I mean, I feel like he's made a lot of advancements. Like, hey, I have an EV, right? And I would not have my car without Elon Musk, right? So he's made he's made a lot of advancements technologically that have helped the world. But that being said, like, you know, he is a giant asshole too. <laughs> Zane, I don't know. Is he going to, like, I don't know who this Elon guy is. Is he going to come after us now because you're calling him an asshole? Is he going to Is he going to cancel us? Is He's listening to the podcast right now. He's like, these two guys, we're not going to get the algorithm on Twitter. Whatever, man. If that happens, we'll just boot you and I'll blame it all on you. I don't even know. <laughs> there we go. I don't even know just, just like old, it's just just like old times today. Al, me and you. Although I miss Brian. Hope I miss uh, Brian hope... a little bit today too. A yeah, little bit. Brian can't call him, but I missed him a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> so all right, we got to get out of here. For Zane, yep. this is Al. Peace.